0: Please join me for the prayerful illumination, Let us pray. Holy, God, holy God, author of life, through the power of your Holy Spirit, may we hear and understand what the Word has to tell us today. Amen. A scripture wait, to, wait. A scripture this morning comes from the book of Psalms. Chapter 106, it's verse 1. Hear these words Praise the Lord, o give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love and just effort. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So we're in the midst of a series. We started last week with the theology of rest. The series is the theology of dot, dot, dot. Uh, Today, it's the theology of play, and uh, next Sunday, because our mission trip kids are leaving uh, this Sunday and coming back next Sunday, it'll be the theology of work. So I just want to paint a picture for you. What are those activities, what are those moments when time disappears, where you are so in the moment, loving what's going on, that it just kind of the clock spins and you can't remember what time. I remember these moments. Um, I can remember going out and playing outside. I know it's a very strange idea to our children these days, right? Uh, we would get on the back of our bikes. We would ride through the neighborhood. We would find things to get in trouble with. We would find things to have fun. And the only way I knew when it was time to come home was because my mother had put the fear of God into me that I should be sitting at the dinner table when the streetlights came on. Can you remember those days? Can you remember those moments when things were good, when you were in the midst of playing? I I tell you, a box of Legos can still do that to me. Just sit me down and say, oh Peter, you've got to watch these kids and here, build something with blocks with them and I'll stay there all day. I have this experience as well when I go sailing on my sailboat. Now there is a lot of sweat and a lot of work getting ready but it is amazing. When you're finally out in the middle of the West Galveston Bay, and you turn off the kicker engine, and you hoist the sail, and you hear nothing, but you are gliding across the water. Time disappears. I think some of you have this experience, some of you who love woodworking, I know that as you make sawdust, time disappears, right? Some of us, when we play video games or board games or we read a book, time disappears. Can you appreciate? Can I get an amen from those of you who can greet? You know, but, but does God have anything to say about our play? Does God uh, encourage us to play? Did God create us to play? Uh, These are great theological questions, great things to wonder and worry about it. Uh, Many of us grew up understanding Christianity to be less about play and more about work. That our play seemed to be, uh, what is it, Um, idle hands are the devil's workshop. Anybody ever heard a grandmother tell you that? You know, this idea of being um, still or uh, being lazy, right, that play was difficult, I mean, we need to be honest, we didn't earn the nickname as Protestants uh, about having a Protestant work ethic overnight. We earned it. That was a joke. Okay. (laughs) And we've been earning this work ethic forever. I can remember in college, my campus pastor telling me, Peter, you only get to rest for a day on the Sabbath if you've worked for the six days previously. And I thought, well, did not that kind of stink, right? that our work ethic is something that is more valuable today. Uh, You know, I love the statistic that talks about how Americans are least likely to take all of their vacation. But yet when you go to uh, European countries, they have a full idea of what it means to rest. Our scripture this morning uh, is counsel from the Psalms. I think it's great that play comes from the hymn book of the Bible. It says that, praise the Lord, oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. When we love, we play. When we praise, we play. When we are willing to get in that place and knowing that God loves us, has forgiven us, and has called us for enjoyment, we are just a little bit closer to play. I want to be honest with you, the Bible is a little bit ambiguous on defining and prescribing play. You'll not find Legos listed in the Ten Commandments. There is no discussion about woodworking or fishing or boating or hunting. I know I'm sorry, guys. I wish there was. The Bible is ambiguous about it, except for the fact that play shows up on numerous occasions in Scripture. Scripture. Let me give you a quick overview. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, Adam's first act of creation, or um, Adam's first act of being a human being is what? In verse 20, he names all the animals. Now, I know some of you are thinking the elephant. Did he really go that way, right? The, the, the giraffe, which we have a little baby one over here. You know, the, naming the animals was that kind of humorous and mimicry upon Adam's part. No, it was a moment of inspiration and creativity. It was the opportunity to play in this Garden of Eden that God had provided When we begin thinking about inspiration and creativity, starting from Adam naming all of the animals, we begin to see that uh, every creative impulse is behind art and music, theology, philosophy, literature, and even scientific study. That that creativity and play was in the beginning. Now, it's important for us, if we're going to define play, that we should talk about how Jesus speaks of the importance of children in the kingdom of God. Mark chapter 10, verses 14 to 16. Jesus says, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them, for it is such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Let's just stop for a moment there. Does not receive the kingdom of heaven like a little child. What does that mean? What does it mean um, that, that, a, that, a, that we need to be childish in our understanding of heaven and God? Does it mean that we need to be simplistic and basic? I really think it's not about being childish, it's about being childlike. And if you have spent time this week watching Vacation Bible School kids play, uh, childlike means energy, it means bouncing, it means um, uh, you know, running into the arms uh, of an adult as they pick them up at the end of the day. It means really digging into that snack. It means singing and jumping with your whole body. When Jesus says, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child, I think that's the image, that playful image of experiencing God. And we don't stop there. There are other places and spaces where uh, God uh, and the Bible talk about uh, play. The prophet Zechariah. Now, remember, every time a prophet shows up on your doorstep, it's not a good thing, right? Prophets kind of show up to say, you're not toeing the line. So when the prophet knocks on your door, go... Yes, Lord, I'm ready to get better. Right. Um, The prophet Zechariah lays out an eschatological vision of what the world will look like when God's rule becomes uh, true and when God's salvation is available for all. And what does it say? In the streets of the city, city shall be full of boys and girls playing in its streets. The Old Testament is filled with this wisdom of play. In Proverbs chapter 8, we observe God playing in the midst of creation. Uh, The writer of the wisdom says, Then I was beside him like a master worker, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing before him always. Now, I don't know about you, uh, sometimes we think about God um, as uh, creating the world and everything in it, as a required science project, right? Like like when God got to third grade, God had to make an us. And the word had is really strange there because what the Bible tells us is that God created not out of requirement, not out of duty, but God created out of play, out of love, out of interest, for us. That's a pretty wild idea to think of the actual act of creation here in this space by God it was not a required uh, major grade for science, but rather was an exercise in play. When we continue looking at scripture, uh, God informs Job uh, that when God created the world, the morning stars sang together. And all the angels shouted for joy. I, I want to read this passage just really quick. Uh, it's uh, from a theologian. It says, God is a dancing, playful God. There's a place, playful wasteless, wastefulness built into God's ways. And that millions of seeds never germinate. Leaves on trees that turn into brilliant colors. Often when no one is looking, incredible species of fish that swim deep on the ocean floor that maybe no one will ever see. That when we think about the flowers that remain beautiful, even when we're not looking, we realize that there is simplicity and beauty and play there. So this theology of play, this reality that um, no matter what the what life gives us, God is good. I I love these decorations, um, especially uh, the posters. When life is sad, God is good. Uh, God loves you. When life is scary, God is good. When life changes, God is good. Uh, In the midst of Vacation Bible School, when it got to be Wednesday, I changed the uh, liturgy for the volunteers. I said, when it's only Wednesday, God is good. (laughs) That this idea of the theology of play is wonderful, but if it is always in the sweet by and by, what might we enjoy today? I have to be honest with you, a lot of us spend most of our childhood not just playing, but preparing. We prepare for a career. We prepare for a job. We prepare for a spouse. We prepare to have a family. It is as if um, we have found ourselves in a uh, competition to get ready to earn and to be You see, we get so focused in this Protestant work ethic that childhood becomes preparation for adulthood, that once we find ourselves in our vocation, we find play as a release valve, that play is not about enjoyment, but it's about escape, that work becomes so difficult, that the cubicle becomes so ominous, that we find ways and spaces to run away from life, By binging on Netflix, I I like Netflix just like anybody else does, but if you find yourself with a whole day disappeared, have you been recreated or have you just escaped from someplace? That when we pressure ourselves to value everything that we have, when the good of the economy is raised above all other goods and our own dignity only consists in our ability to consume or to provide something to others... Are we truly who God's called us to be? Uh, This next week, uh, two weeks from now, I'll go to work with high school students uh, around their uh, idea of calling. And calling requires an element of play and joy and passion. It is interesting the number of people in seminary who had spent five or six years utilizing an accounting degree And found themselves in ministry after that. I'm not saying that accountants are horrible people. I'm just saying it's interesting when we think of only how well we can provide, we might miss how important it is to be present. Thinking about our play, one theologian says that play puts us in a place of in-between times. It places us in that moment where just over the horizon we can see heaven as it dawns on our lives. That when we play, we play in the presence of God. That when we play, we find joy and delight in ourselves and in others. When we play, we are not just escaping work, but rather we are doing the work of being a human, of being a child of God of being present to God. The Westminster Catechism uh, says that the chief end of humanity, do you know this? We, Methodists have become such a, a great uh, patchwork of denominations. The Westminster Catechism says that uh, um, the chief uh, purpose or end of humanity is to love and enjoy God forever. To love and enjoy God forever. And so our play Our moments when we are enjoying God. Our play is a moment when we are present to God. I have a couple of suggestions around how we might live in a world that values play. Um, The first one of them is our purpose is to enjoy Oh, this is good, too. I didn't even read my own notes. When we play, we most often use the experience as a safety valve to release the frustration's work. I've talked about that one. Go on to the next one there, Jake. Our purpose is to enjoy. What would it be like for our purpose to be to enjoy? Not to uh, uh, be able to value each minute of our day. Not to be able to show our productivity or our efficiency. But what if our play, our enjoyment, becomes our purpose? What if every time? I see this in grandparents mostly, right? Because uh, um, Willard Scott, he was the weatherman for a long time on The Today Show, he was Bozo the Clown and another uh, iteration before that. He wrote a book. He, he, it was entitled Grandparenting, and the subtitle was If I Knew It Was This Good, I'd Have Done It First. <laughs> Grandparenting. If I Knew It Was This Good, I'd Have Done It First. I love how grandparents are freed from the responsibility of being productive or efficient, especially when it comes to eating candy, right? You know, if I send uh, my kid, especially when she was younger, to her grandparents' house, we talked about the week after being at the grandparents' house as um, drying out. Um, it, it was like detox, right? Because grandparents are a powerful drug. Because when you're at grandparents' house, it's all about play. It's all about fun. It's all about being who you are, how God intended you to be. Uh, When we think about play is recreation. I I wanna break that word apart, importantly, between the RE and the creation. The difference between escapism and recreation is are you recreated in those moments? If you're just binging the next best thing off of uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime, if you're just reading the next part of a book, uh, that, uh, or, uh, a series that seems to be 20 volumes long, does it recreate you or does it just help you escape? Now, I have to say there are some books and some movies and some TV shows that do recreate me. They ask me questions about my relationship with God. They ask me about uh, who I am. I, I love science fiction for that reason. It takes one piece of a future and just spins it on its head. And it makes me wonder what the world is like today if we did that same spin. Play should be recreating you. Remember that when God creates us, God is playing. And so we too should engage in the work of recreation. Uh, The last point I want to share with you today is work becomes play when we find our calling. I want to say that we have been horrible in terms of Christians in claiming a language that used to be ours, the language of vocation. Uh, Vocation, if you boil it down to Latin, uh, comes from the word vocare. Vocare means calling, calling you know uh, it 's interesting when I go to a um, a house party or a uh, you know a, a social or a, or a mixer or whatever where i 'm meeting new people. what are the questions that we ask? Well, what do you do for a living right. well i 'm uh, I do, I am, right? We sometimes ask about who our children are, right? Do you have children at home? Which still is part of that piece of defining ourselves by our actions. When we define ourselves by our careers, or we define ourselves by our children, or where do you live? Where'd you come from? We define ourselves by our history. But I really do believe that our careers are good, but just for a little bit. That when God calls us, it's not to call us to a particular company or to a particular profession, but God calls us to make a difference in the world around us. And sometimes to discover our call, we only need to begin to play. When I ask those high school students uh, in two weeks about their calling, I'll first ask them, what activities for you make time disappear? What activities for you keep you up late at night? What cause, what people, place, or issue gets inside your heart and will not let you rest until you find the answer, the solution, or the gift that you could give to the world? Our work becomes easier when we realize that it's connected to our play and to our calling. I I want to close with just one image, one idea. And I I feel like uh, this has been the summer of Pixar and Disney. Um, Matt and I have just loved, you know, references to Lion King and everything else. But I want you to think about the movie Monsters, Inc., Simply put, it's a Pixar movie. Uh, There are monsters who are required to scare children. It's a very cute movie. Um, And they capture the screams because that scream in their world is energy. And so the power company essentially is a group of uh, industrialized monsters under your bed who scare you, your children, uh, so that they can capture the energy. But the beauty of the moment is that during the course of the narrative, there are two monsters who realize that if, uh, if screaming gets you this much energy, laughter gets you this much energy. And I still can hear the giggle of uh, the cute little girl who calls um, uh, Sully Kitty. Do you remember this movie and those scenes? It is interesting when we realize that maybe it is more productive. Maybe it is more recreating. Maybe it is more uh, who we are. Not necessarily to deal with all of the issues of difficulty around us, but to chuckle and laugh and to know that in the midst of all of it, God is good. That if we work today or play today, God is good And if we could ever get to the place of hearing our calling, our work may actually become our play. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.